Welcome to Insurance from the Schwitz. And now here are your hosts, Ilya Bodner and Sean Rotenberg. Welcome back to Insurance from the Schwitz. I'm David Wolf, your moderator uh, outside the Schwitz, but in the Schwitz we have Ilya Bodner and Sean Rotenberg. Gentlemen, welcome. Hey there. Thanks for having us again. Glad we're yes. able to do this. Yeah, back again. It's nice to nice to be back all together again. Absolutely, and thanks for uh, allowing me to come into the fold, the Schwitz fold around insurance. Today, uh, we had mapped out an interesting conversation, you know, amidst the technology, amidst change, uh, the idea of this human factor, which is more important, the experience of an insurance agent or their capacity to embrace change. So this is a loaded, loaded subject. Who wants to start? Yeah, I will. Sure. I wanted to share uh, some really exciting news with the uh, six or seven people that will actually listen to this. <laughs> uh, Sean and I got really excited about it. I got an email. Uh, I received an email uh, last week from an executive at a major insurance carrier, and uh, it went something along the lines of, when can we schedule a time to talk? And then he went on to bullet point one, two, three, the topics he wanted to discuss. One, the Schwitz. Two, my latest startup. <laughs> and three, uh, the innovation in Columbus around insurance. I could not stop laughing around that. This is beautiful. So, um, so he knows about the yeah. Schwitz, and uh, we're going quickly, a jump condition, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, from seven listeners to seven million. It's going to happen. That's right. Overnight success. Overnight. Right here, Absolutely. Right we're going to have to uh, get a larger Schwitz to accommodate the number of listeners that are available for uh Sean, you're going to have to build out your basement and actually... You know, well, you know, my my eventual my my eventual goal is to be Schwitz manager. Um, right. You know, I, I I have such a passion for for Schwitzing that anyway, you know, I, I I look forward to continuing you know my my life's work in the Schwitz. It'd, it'd be wonderful. Yeah. yeah, something about sweaty men and talking about serious topics, right? For you, exactly. Insurance, <laughs> insurance, and 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 Schwitzing. That's that's all. That's all a guy can ask for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what more is there in life after all? Uh, you know, it, it, it's all about humidity. So, so when when, when you think about the, the agent and this question, this this sort of uh, matrix of experience on one side of the spectrum and embracing change. I mean, how do you frame that out as you as you grow the insurance business as you are? So it's interesting, and this is one of those topics that has many different opinions, and. Uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, I'm not going to be able to convince anybody that sits on the other side of this argument. Um, my uh, partner at Bull Penguin and I did something last year, uh, end of last year, that uh, we talk about a lot. We actually got into the car, booked a bunch of flights, and scheduled a lot of meetings. So we ended up meeting with about 300 insurance agents, brokers, producers, just mm. people that interact with. Uh, insurance. And uh, it was fascinating. At the end of it, we came out with a very you know, subjective feeling of there is such a thing as a good agent and a bad agent. Uh, we couldn't at the time put real metrics behind it. But to us, it was really clear that there is a group of agents that are experienced, that are really good at what they do, they understand the reason why insurance exists, the reason why rules exist. They've seen some pretty crazy, horrific incidents 
they counsel customers how to uh, avoid those things. They do some risk mitigation. They're the trusted advisor, so on and so forth. And they're just not tech savvy. Uh, they hate using the computer or you know, something's too small or they don't quite get it. They don't communicate. They talk to their computer as if it was like a, 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 you know, a dumb person that doesn't respond back to them. Yeah. And they're great at what they do. And then on the other side are young, hungry, uh, new, and young, I mean, new to the industry professionals that embrace technology, but they haven't spent the years in it. They haven't seen the ups and downs. They haven't experienced huge claims or losses. Mm-hmm. And they're sort of closer to the customer where you know, they demand a digital experience, they demand an easier way of doing things off of your smartphone and things of that nature. And rarely do the two mix. It's as if it's oil and water. Uh, it's just fascinating how that is. And although um, I could be persuaded, I personally believe going through that after that exercise, going through that, that uh, in fact it is the agent's ability to adopt a technology that matters in our day and age. And I say that because there are so many amazing advances that have been made in technology that can help make insurance better and help make it rely more on technology and less on the person to calculate risk that uh, you sort of need to learn how to interact with the new with the new technology that's out there and that's more important than having that tribal knowledge uh, well, that's Ily- out there Ilya, if i you know as as someone who who buys insurance products there there is something nice about continuity and experience you know, I understand the technology, but do you think that newer agents who may may be tech savvy might not know the exact product, insurance product I need for my business? Absolutely. Uh, that is without a question the concern. Uh, I think where I was headed with that uh, comment was more towards we have reached a point maybe just a couple of years ago, arguably three or four years ago, where technology can help drive the recommendation intelligently enough to where even the newbie in the space can rely on that information and deliver that to the customer. So I'm not saying that you as a customer should interact directly with that machine or that robot or whatever you want to call it that recommends or spits out a suggestion. There should be a layer. There, there is that human touch, human element side of it. But a lot of that tribal knowledge uh, can come from a calculated decision. You know, data is the new oil, is the oil of the 21st century, and we have so much of it, and it's finally getting to a point where you could sort of, uh, if you would imagine, storing it into a, a jar uh, or putting it on into one place and making sense of it. And then there's, of course, introduction of new data points that you know underwriters go crazy about, which is like your digital footprint and things that you mentioned in the past, Sean. But um, all that is a long way of saying that uh, you should certainly rely on the experience and the professionalism of the person that you're interacting with. Uh, behind the scenes, where he or she is getting that recommendation, shouldn't doesn't have to be so reliant on his or her personal experiences, sort of the analog 
way of it, and it can be more of a digital, calculated, um, seeing these types of scenarios recommendation that your she is getting. There's the what you say, which may be data-driven, and the how you say it, an agent's ability to adapt to different personality types, to a different emotional sort of... um, receptors out there i mean that what's nice about the technology is is assuming that's going to drive change it doesn't change the fact that people are talking to people and so humans are free to sort of work more on how they communicate rather than the what do i have that right yeah that's right that's right sean i totally get what you're saying you know i was an agent a long time ago so i've been on both sides of this equation and i also buy insurance for my business and insure, you know, our home and auto and my, my way of living. And, uh, so when I was an agent, I would, it would drive me crazy that people would profile me because of my age. I felt like if I didn't have gray hair or a beard or some kind of, uh, uh, a way of acting, I would, uh, you know, people would just discredit what I'm saying and it would drive me crazy. Now on the other side of it, as a consumer and as a business owner, buying both personal and commercial and even life insurance, I discriminate the agent that comes in the door. If he's too young or if he's younger than me, you know, I kind of raise an eyebrow and be like, well, maybe he or she doesn't really know what they're saying or, you know, I don't know if I could trust them all the way. Um, so that part of it is, is still a challenge. I think behind the scenes, what's driving that recommendation or that suggestion, a lot of that could be utilized through the breakthroughs that we had in technology and we continue to have in technology. I recently had the pleasure of sitting through a uh, presentation that McKenzie did uh, in New York uh, around insurance, uh, not not just insurance, but just particularly uh, automation and AI. And they were just saying one slide I found particularly interesting how they were saying that uh, it's likely that jobs and tasks can be automated in this time period. I think they had about 20 years on there. What's not likely is the adoption of it uh, for people and companies and the way we do things. So that'll just take a little longer. And, you know, I relate everything back to to insurance is that even though um, there's that sage, you know, experience and knowledge and that wise uh, recommendation, those, those wise suggestions from the professionals, what's driving their suggestions and recommendations that could be enhanced through technology could be taken away. Also proximity, you know, uh, people, you know, I, I personally, and Sean, I've been around you, you know, even when we're in the shits, we don't particularly like making eye contact, especially. There. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, 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 I just want to let everyone know we do wear shorts. We do wear shorts. I only, I only, <laughs> I, I switch so natural alone, but when, when I'm in the company of friends, I do switch in shorts. They're my switching shorts. They're they're one time use, and they go right into the to the wash as soon as we're done. But yes, you know it. You right. know, it, but yes, yes. I when 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 we're when we're getting into the switch, we don't like any. You know, you know, you know. It's it's all it's all business in the switch. Let's put it that way. There you go. Yeah, and you know, through time, um, you know, over time, you want to make less eye contact. You want to talk less with people. It's easier to just do a short text and. Uh, long, um, prolonged conversation. Well, Ilya, can I ask you a question on that? Go ahead. So at what point does branding take the place of, uh, of relationships? You know, for example, if I, if I get a call from someone from a comp, from a reputable company that I've never met, but they, you know, they're branded as, as, as someone you can trust, you know, can some, can an agent swoop in 
And, you know, let's say I've been working with the same agent for, for 20 years, yet I get a call from um, this, this new cool um, uh, agent who's young, yet he's coming from a company with a, with a very good reputation for being modern and up-to-date. You know, at what, at what point does branding take the place of relationships? Yeah, um, I'm about to open up a can of whoop-ass because both of our wives work at a big retail company uh, in town. Um, but uh, and with this statement, I, I don't believe in branding. Uh, I think that's just a marketing hype, uh, especially in insurance because it is such a considered sale. I do believe that in the end, it is the salesmanship and the trust that two people are making. Uh, I end up buying my insurance from the person that I know represents a company or a stable company, financially stable company. Uh, and in the end, I think that's what wins. So um, maybe it takes a different form. Um, you know, there's this debate within insurance. Will an agency, will agents survive? I do believe that there's going to be an agent long-term that may not be an agency. So uh, people could be, you know, be the walking agency, a guy or a woman can walk into a co-sharing space and just kind of walk around and ensure everybody there because they're cool and fun and hip and they could do it all from their smartphone. And so they have their own presence online or a digital footprint. I think that that matters most when, you know, when we find somebody, we like immediately Google them or go on their Facebook. I think that's more important. Uh, so if anything, the, that personal connection is only going to get more important through time is, is my prediction on that. So I should clean up. So I should clean up my Facebook page and take down some of those uh, risque photos. I think so. I think, okay. I think it's time. I think All it's right. time. All right. They're, uh, okay. Well, okay. Then just check it for the next couple of hours. Cause the, all I mean, my we are trying are, to attract are, more subscribers to this podcast. So, so then I, then that. I should leave then I, then I should leave the college pictures up there. Yeah, that's up to you. I mean, okay. you could do whatever you want, but yeah, we just want to go from seven to 7 million. So whatever helps. Schwitzy to know, uh, that, that helps. discretion to the Schwitzy. Yes, exactly. Or the Schwitzor. I'm not sure uh, which uh, side of that uh, you're on. Uh, you know, it's funny, the brand thing, because, you know, there's activities that companies, larger companies do to what they call branding. And then, but the brand really, to me, it, it sort of lives in the heart of the consumer. That's where the brand lives. And it speaks to what, you know, Ilya, you're talking about. It's really about a one-on-one engagement with a human being. And I'll bet that's true of even the chains of dentistry. I mean, if, if you don't like the dentist that's treating you, I mean, that's the brand for that consumer. And the composite of all that is what ends up oh, being the brand. Oh, don't get Sean started. You walked right, right into that. I walk, well, you know what? Uh, I may have to go uh, throw some cold water on the coals or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. Well, I, you know, it, it just depends on the level of marketing, I think, that the company does. Yeah. You know, there are, there are definitely, you know, there are many big dental chains out there that are doing wonderful like are, are actually you know beating out the the small business owner or dentist down the street because of the amount of marketing and branding that they are doing yeah um so you would think that your doc you would want a personal relationship with the doctor especially the doctor who looks in your mouth right but there are patients and people out there who are willing to go to someone new who they've never met who may be just out of dental school um, because they saw an ad for free x-rays, free cleanings, and a warm cookie when you walk in. Right. So, so I, I do think, I do think uh, branding and marketing um, in, in dentistry can, can, can play difference. Now in, in insurance, that may be different. Yeah. Let's leave it there for this time, uh, guys. Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure, a privilege, schwitzing with you. This has been Insurance from the Schwitz. I'm with Ilya Bodner and Sean Rotenberg. Gentlemen, we'll see you next time. 
the temperature will be up and ready, I'm sure. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to Insurance from the Schwitz with Ilya Bodner and Sean Rotenberg. For more information, visit boldpenguin.com.